0: I've joked with you before that I'm, I'm afraid of everything. I've just got, I'm just, there, there's, it just, I'm, I, I, I'm afraid of everything. Everything in the world scares me. I'm just, just afraid of it all. I, my worst fear in life is being on top of a tall building, being chased by a snake with a needle. I mean, I just, you know, I, I, I just have, I have all these, these fears and all this type of stuff that I'm working through. I'm getting better. I'm getting better, but uh, you know, still some stuff I'm working through, um, of course, some stuff. It is. I, I'm not afraid of heights, but I found out that my stomach can't do roller coasters anymore. If any of you on Facebook saw me roll down the hill uh, on Thanksgiving, I'm still kind of dizzy from that. So uh, I'm slowly losing my fastball, I think. Um, but uh, but I, I do remember when I was a young child, when I was when I was little, when I was a little bit probably probably Thomas's age or younger. I remember I had this um, I had this real phobia, this real fear of bad weather. I, I don't I don't know if when I was a young boy if something happened or what, but I had just this earth shattering fear of bad weather. When the storm, when it would cloud up and get stormy outside, I would I would run you know in the back of the house and go get under the bed. Just I was so afraid of, of bad weather. And I remember um, we would um we'd always go see my my daddy's family in Aberdeen, so we would. We didn't travel much. When we we would come up to Aberdeen, we'd have to go through Jackson. I remember seeing a little billboard sign for one of the TV stations had a weather hotline. So I'd get real scared about the bad weather, and I'd call the hotline and see what the weather was going to be. And this is Grandpa Stoddard back in the day. We didn't have we didn't have long distance back in Bogachita. We had something we like to call area we called circle dialing where you got so many minutes per month for long-distance phone calls. And I used all of our family's long-distance phone calls calling the weather line in Jackson. And we had quite an expensive phone bill. Mr. Miss Maxine was not happy with my life decisions at that point. And I was banned from the phone for a few months because of that. So I was I was always afraid of, of bad weather. Somehow I passed this fear on to my children. Uh, I guess when you have a... A frightful father. It all kind of gets passed down to you. Maybe, maybe as we work together longer, you might be afraid about whether one day Tim too. It might. No, I don't think so. Maybe. Oh, okay, worth to try. You never know. So. One day we were at my parents' house and we had had a bad storm blow through. And I remember, it, it, I mean, it was, it was it was bad. I mean, it wasn't one of those. Oh no, it's dark outside. No, it was it was bad. It was a bad storm. And I remember everybody was really worried. Even the adults were worried. And I remember. Thomas was upset and I remember putting my lap and I said son look at me look at me in the face you know when your parents want to get your attention look at me in the face that's my mom used to always say look at me in the face if I want to get somebody's attention I say look at me in the face I said yeah it's gonna be okay son because I'm here and nothing's gonna happen to you because I'm here I know you're afraid and I know you're scared but it's okay. I'm gonna ha- It's gonna be okay. I'm here. Don't be afraid. And something stuck with me in that moment. Something. I, sometimes I, something will happen, and I'll write a little note to myself. If you need to think more about this. And something hit, something hit me in that moment about fear and presence. And I began to think, y'all. We live in a world that's scary, don't we? We live in a world where many of us are just afraid all the time, afraid of, of circumstances in life. We live in a world of terrorism now. We live in a world of, of, of discord, in a world of violence, a world where we, we have to go through these drills and, and, and literally, I feel like our world sometimes is on edge. I mean, do you ever just feel like sometimes you could give the world a timeout and say, okay, y'all, for five minutes, we're gonna sit here and just be in timeout together. So are we all good with that? I mean, that's how I feel like sometimes the world is right now, that we just need a worldwide timeout. And I begin to think about how, what fear looks like. And here we are in Advent, and we just talked about peace and, and Jesus Christ being the prince of peace. And how in the world can we talk about peace when the world seems to be spinning out of its, off, its, off its axis? I mean, as Christians, as believers, don't we almost look ridiculous? In this world we live in, full of violence and full of discord, and here we are in our church talking about peace don't we almost look ridiculous to the world i hope so i hope we look ridiculous because we should because our values are not their values and our hope is not their hope And our peace is not their peace. We should look different. If we don't look different, we're not doing it right. I tell folks, if you tell folks that you're a Christian, they go, really? That's not a good sign. That's funny. You can laugh at that. (laughs) We should look different. We should have peace when the world does not. We should have hope when the world does not. Because you know why? We got Jesus. See, this this is what I've learned about peace. My son could have peace in the midst of that fearful situation because his daddy was with him. And before anything was going to get to him, it was going to go through me. We can. The only way in life that you can have peace is this. Your peace must come from the confidence that there is someone and something bigger than you. And it holds you in his hands. We don't have peace because life is easy. We have peace because God is good. And see, here's the thing about peace, y'all. Listen, I'm not trying to paint a fairy tale for you. Somebody, when I was at Asbury, photoshopped a picture of me riding a unicorn with rainbows shooting out of my hands. It's kind of awesome to think about it. I might make it my profile picture later today, Tim, just for old time's sake. But I did that. they did that because I always said this. Life is not rainbows and unicorns. Life is not easy, y'all. I'm not saying there aren't things out there to be afraid of. I'm not saying there aren't things to be worried about. I'm not saying there aren't big things, big things that are troublesome, big things that are worrisome. I'm not saying it's easy. What I am saying is that God is bigger. I'm not saying we don't have problems. I'm not saying we don't have troubles. I'm not saying there are not legitimate things that can steal your peace and steal your hope and steal your joy and steal your life. I'm not saying those things aren't real. I'm just saying God is bigger. And that's why we have peace. Peace is not absence of conflict. And peace is not absence of fear. Because if peace only comes when there is no conflict and if peace only comes when there is no fear, we will never have peace. Peace is not the absence of those things. Peace is the assurance that Jesus Christ is bigger than those things. When he was born, the angels said, peace among men. Peace to all those whom God has rested his favor. They didn't say and everything bad poof is gone. They said the prince of peace is born. Peace is not the absence of these things. Peace is the assurance, the hope, the confidence that God is bigger. Paul says today in Philippians, I am confident that he who began a good work in you will finish it until the day of Jesus Christ. Paul says God will finish what he started. God will complete what he started. Our peace is not in ourself. Our peace is not in our circumstance. Our peace is in Jesus Christ Christ. Peace is not a concept. Peace is a person. And that person is Jesus Christ. Apart from him, you will not know peace. Peace is not an act of will. Peace is not not a hope. Peace is not an intellectual belief system. Peace is a person. And that person is Jesus Christ Christ. That peace comes only from that, and y'all. It's easy for us to sit here in church and say these things and say, "Yep, that's right." The difficult things I always say. The challenge of church is not Sunday morning. The challenge of church is Tuesday afternoon, when church is worn off. And you know how you have that coworker you like to pray for? Pray for him real hard around the neck. Lay hands on him. Pray for him real hard. I'm not going to look at Tim. I'm not because he. Nothing. Oh, well. One day you'll laugh. The challenge of faith is is do the things that we do today impact those Tuesday afternoons? You will not have peace by having no fear and having no conflict. You will have peace uh, resting in the assurance that Jesus Christ is bigger, and the one who began the work in you will complete it until that day. The faith stuff is hard because here is the thing: sometimes God blows up our plans. Sometimes yeah, we got it all. I'm a planner. I got. It, I can have it all planned out. And sometimes God just goes, "Boom! Nope. We're not doing that. We're doing something better. We're doing something bigger. We're doing something other." You're like, but God, I had it planned out. God's like, no. I had a, some a friends of ours that were in the process of adoption, and they, they decided and prayed through it and decided they were going to do adoption out of China. And they, you know, they, they, they'd gone down the road, they'd spent the resources and the time and the money, and they, they'd done everything you could think about to get ready for this, they had done everything. they got ready to go to China I believe they'd almost booked their flight to go pick up their baby and right before they were going to go they got a phone call said nope not going to happen all the work all the effort all the time all the money all they'd done to get ready for this it was all gone like that they were devastated oh my gosh devastated kind of gave up hope at that point they they decided to do domestic adoption, but you know once you've been burned, why do you believe again? So they they were heartbroken about this, and um, they had um, they, it was a Mother's Day. It was just awful because it's like God was almost messing with them. You know, Happy Mother's Day! Oh, it's never going to happen for you. Sorry. You know, devastated. And that Monday after Mother's Day, the wife got a phone call from the folks that she was working with the domestic adoption. They said. Can you be in Columbus by Thursday? She said, well, yeah, I guess. This is good because we need you to come and pick up your baby. They went from having their heart completely broken to God (laughs) starting their family like that. The thing we took away from that is this, y'all. God's plans for your life are better than your dreams for your life. No matter what you dream, no matter what you hope, no matter what you think, God's plans for your life are even better than your dreams for your life. Because God is bigger and God is better. And our peace will not come from lack of conflict, and our peace will not come from lack of fear. Our peace will come from the realization and the truth and the hope and the belief that God is bigger. When we know that, when we hold on to that, when we cling on to that, then we can have peace no matter the circumstance because our peace is not tied to our circumstance. Our peace is not tied to our strength. Our peace is not tied to our ability. Our peace is tied to a person. And that person is Jesus Christ, and he will never let us down, and he will never fail us. So in a world of discord and hope, and doubt and fear and these type things the world has never needed us to be the church now more than ever we have got to have peace in the midst of a world coming unhinged, we've got to have peace in the midst of a world that is afraid. we've got to have peace in the midst of all these things, because yes, we do face terrorism and we do face doubt and we do place, face fear. And we do face all these things. but y'all, as the church, we have got to believe this truth, that God is bigger. He is. Don't give in to the darkness. Don't give in to the fear. Don't give in to all these things. As the church, we have got to live out the words that we believe. God is bigger. And that, and that alone, is the only place where our peace will come from. I am confident that he who began a good work will finish it. Because God is is bigger. Today, friends, today, church, we are the children of peace. May we be agents of his peace everywhere we go. Let us pray.